Welcome to Art Heroes with JPH, where we believe art heals, connects, and galvanizes. I'm your host, Joanna Patrice Haggerty. On this show, I am honored to have some of the nation's most innovative leaders, artists, and creative business owners to share their unique and valuable experiences and inspirations. Today with me is Dave Donnell, co-founder of the Asheville Celtic Festival. Hi, how are you today? Hey, good morning. I am doing well. Thanks, Joanna, for having me this morning. I appreciate it. We are so excited, and I don't even think <laughs> I've been able to mention uh, my last name is Haggerty. Used to be O Haggerty when I lived in Ireland, right? When my family yeah. was so. This is very close to my heart. I'm really excited to talk a little bit about this. So, before we get into it, it's the fourth year. I kind of want to wind the clock back a little and talk about what inspired you to get this started. Who are you doing this with? And yeah, let's kind of start there. Sure. It's really, um, it's a great story. Um, It started four plus years ago. My good friend, his name is Mark Ferguson. He is the co-founder of the Asheville Celtic Festival. He, along with myself, have become friends for about 12 years. And five years ago, he was halfway through kind of getting a a new business of his own started. And I was the owner of the Asheville outdoor center on Amboy road. And I had a beautiful facility there and he was able to put together his business, which is the Scottish cottage, which is a mobile Mm -hmm. food business. You got to think things like shepherd's pie and, scotch eggs and haggis and but he put together this really unique um food service and was using the Asheville outdoor center as a home base and as time progressed with his business he got better at it and would travel many celtic festivals across the country wow up and down the eastern seaboard all the way up into new york state way down into Florida and Georgia and South Carolina. He would travel to Pennsylvania and Colorado. And what he kind of would always bring back, we'd always come back to a conversation um, at the end of the the work week for him. It was a weekend, so it was always a Monday or Tuesday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he would always kind of be like, boy, these festivals are great, but I'm not real keen on, on driving so far. Mm-hmm. And so the idea kind of started with let's think about creating a festival that's really local and right here in Asheville. And so that's how it, it began. It was uh, just a conversation. I had hosted at that property on Amboy Road, which was this truly an event center. Mm-hmm. Um, I had hosted a Celtic event some time ago and visited with Mark and I as an idea. I was soon to sell that property in the last couple of years. And so we decided right then that if we're going to push forward with the Celtic festival, that it needed to be at another location and it needed to be in a, um, a facility. Basically we wanted to, Well, we started talking about, so we, the idea is that we're going to have a festival and Mark and I get very excited. (laughs) We start talking about 
well, when should we have this festival? And given Mark's previous history and knowledge of when festivals were occurring and when they weren't, there wasn't a festival in the Scottish, Celtic, Scotch-Irish realm in February, basically anywhere along the eastern seaboard. Wow. And so we, we really thought, wow, what a great time to kind of pl- insert ourselves because the vendors, the patrons, the bands, all of these um, folks were kind of dormant at that time. Right. And everybody still wanted to, you know, have an event to go to. Well, so we picked February and then we decided because of the temperatures and the indoor outdoor feeling, we Mm -hmm. needed a facility that was going to provide that for us. And and that's where we landed on the WNC Ag Center. Um, Back then, four or five years ago, we had no idea what this festival would (laughs) would it would it be a big turnout? Would be a small turnout? Would it be, you know a one-time deal and we just would move on. But we kind of thought that it would be a big deal. And we chose the Ag Center because it had an expandable footprint for us. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we did. We chose the Ag Center. We chose the date. Um, we started putting together, you know, a whole list and array of things that you need to have at a festival. Um there's food, there's entertainment, there's the vendors, there's how do we do tickets? How do we, you know, we <laughs> had never, we had never done this part of the program as far as actually produce a festival. Yeah. Well, so fast forward to February of 2020 and fast forwarding, meaning, you know, it took us about six or eight months and the festival date came and we opened the doors and by 11 or 12 o'clock, the festival was sold out. Wow. So we sold out 3,500 tickets, um, which was pretty, rush. it was wild. The, the enthusiasm of our guest, the kind of the, just the heartfelt appreciation that yeah. somebody had taken on what clearly seems to have been a needed uh, festival. Um, it's been it's been a great experience. It really has. Dave, that is so exciting. And as a fellow event producer, I know that moment where you're like, if I yeah. build it, is anyone going to come? So how yeah. exciting. So yeah. let's pretend that you've never been to a Celtic Fest, right? I think a lot of people, as you know, are very into it. They go, I kind of want to talk to the people who maybe are curious. What What is a Celtic Fest? What does that mean? Why were there 3,500 people so excited that first year? And why has it kept growing? What, what yeah. should people expect? It's, it's an interesting kind of dynamic. This festival being an indoor festival, and the Ag Center is a professional building. It has Lots of restrooms, uh, which are important at festivals. <laughs> um, it's not prone to the weather, which a lot of festivals are. Yeah. Um, this particular festival, we think, is a little different, partly because it is an indoor event. We've kind of changed the nomenclature a little bit. It's now an indoor-outdoor event because we have outdoor activities as well. Mm -hmm. But what a person could expect when they came through the doors of the Ag Center is a warm welcome, first of Mm -hmm. all. And the 
the term that we use, the, the Gaelic term is falte. Um, so we have signs everywhere that are in welcome mode and mm. open arms, so to speak. Um, lots of music. There are, in fact, many moments of bagpipes. Um, so if you enjoy the bagpipe style of, of music, you'll, you'll get a good dose of that. Um, <laughs> the sights and the sounds and the smells is what you might be drawn into next. The sights of all of the, the various vendors that we have. And, and we have over 50 vendors that would attend. Everything from Welsh cookies to um, a, a group called Stitchwalker Leather. Um, there's Irish coffee. There's wool products. There's a group called the Tartan Woolly. Um, there's photography. There's, there's just, there's clothing. There's kilts. Mm -hmm. There's jewelry. So the visual that people get when they walk in the door is truly authentic and a lot of our vendors are are seasoned um celtic vendors scottish vendors uh some of our folks come you know they come from england they come from scotland they're bringing wow. their yeah they're bringing their products with them the next thing that might entice a uh a guest is the the smells and the kind of the the the, the hunger level of, of the food. <laughs> This year, uh, we're doing a, a new uh, item in that we're putting all of our food service outdoors in an enclosed tent. Mm. So um, it, it got to where the festival was so busy and that the between the, the stage area, the vendors, the food, the beer, the mead, um, we were kind of running out of room. So it had to expand to the outdoors. But people can get a great taste of Scotland by coming to this festival, an actual taste. And, and they might sample a scotch egg. They might sample a, a, a plate of haggis. They might sample a beautiful shepherd's pie. Um, you know, there's another element to the festival, and it's going to be the, the music that we produce on stage. Um, one of our headliner bands is a group called Albanock. They are a pipe and drum um, style band. Loud, big drums, high energy um, bagpipes, a didgeroo, uh, which is like an Australian type large flute-like device. Mm -hmm. um, these folks, the group from Albanock, they are from Scotland. They tour all over the Southeast, and we've been fortunate enough to have had them from the beginning, which has been great. Yeah. We have other bands that will be there. We have a local group called Unspoken Tradition. They play a really classic uh, bluegrass kind of mountain, mountain heritage style music. Um, another group called Sire. They're coming out of South Carolina, uh, a couple of smaller groups that will be joining us, a couple of um, solo acts. So there's really um, between our vendors and the crafts and the goods, the food. Um, we also have a local meadery, which mead is basically a, a fortified wine. Um, and, and that group is out of uh, Lake Lure. That's Fay Nectar. Um, so we have 
a wide variety that our patrons can kind of really be immersed in, whether it's the food, the, the music, the crafts, there's demonstrations, we have uh, blacksmithing, we have Highland cattle, we have, um, gosh, it's just really the list of <laughs> border collie demonstrations. We have the heavy Scottish athletics where they throw the caper, which is- Oh, that's always so fun to watch, yeah. <laughs> they have, it's so, you know, our guests not only are going to get a, a, an actual taste of Scotland or a, an artifact of Scotland or of a Celtic uh, realm, they can see these various activities um one of I mean, the years it sounds too david i just i'm sorry to interrupt yeah, and we'll go, go back to it but it sounds just so immersive right you've hit every kind of sense that is going yes. to be able to be experiencing something whether it's familiar from your family lineage or you're from an entirely different heritage and you're experiencing these things that have existed i mean that's just really I've been to a few um, and they're just, they're really fun and exciting. So I just, I really wanted to interject that part. Remind me it's family friendly too, right? Oh yeah. It's very family, family oh, friendly. Love it that. is not a pet friendly. However, we are understood. Friendly, <laughs> the, the ag center is that way about. So very family oriented. Um, and we have lots of participation. So one of the groups that comes is a, a group of young women that are the Irish dancers and oh, yes. it's a range of young women from five to seven on up into their teens and twenties. Um, the idea of family coming is really um, strong for this event. Yeah. And I kind of want to talk a little bit about the family heritage research component that you guys have there too, right? People can come and even understand a little bit about yeah whether they have ties to this. Absolutely. And, you know, oddly enough, Western North Carolina has a huge influence in the Scotch-Irish world of, of history. Interesting. And many people up and down the Eastern seaboard have a connection to it. Um, but there is a group that comes in and they do a family lineage, a, a heritage research you know, it's all computer driven. They they need and require certain aspects of your <laughs> family history, names and dates. And generally it's it's parents, grandparents and, um, you know, location. Uh, but people can clearly identify if, if they have roots um, based uh, based around the seven nations. So let's actually kind of dive into this a little bit. What is it that you think? makes Celtic events so powerful and palpable. Why are people so drawn to them? What is that spirit of the seven nations? Can we kind of dive into that a little bit? Yeah, I think what's happening is people are becoming curious as to their background. Mm -hmm. And the more that they find out, the more for many, not all, but for many, the more interesting it becomes. It, it, it answers questions in their mind as to why, or it might, help satisfy uh, a desire to have known, you know, what, what their family was all about. Um, the, the idea of the, the, uh, the early 16 and 1700s of the settlers, at least in Western North Carolina, it was very strong in the Scotch Irish realm. And so much of our music, 
our crafts, the way that we would build, and the food that we would eat comes from that, at least with folks that have been and grown up in this area. Mm -hmm. That, I think, is what really has drawn them to try to find out what their grandpa or grandma was doing or why they, you know, were would gravitate towards a certain craft or an idea or a, a process. Right. I mean, I think that's just such a powerful and palpable conversation right now, right? With this globalized world, digitizing yep. things, we have this ability to tap into these ancient pieces of ourselves. And like you said, the, you know, the family member who loves music or a certain type of cooking, or, you know, you enjoy these flavors, you might not always understand, but there can be such deep generational ties to some of this. And it, it is exciting. I love the word you use, curious. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And and for many, the curiosity continues to kind of um, prod them a little bit and, and they, they're wanting, they may then find out about their um, genealogy they may then get more confirmation and then they want to kind of pursue it even further and the festival helps kind of um, allow that to happen they can whether it is the music or the dance um, you know just the various things that they can come and see and do helps them kind of live it um, vicariously as well yeah, it's it's so powerful. All right, for the last couple of minutes, let's like drill into some of the logistical details of this sure. fourth year. We're expecting over four thousand people attending. You've expanded it to two days. Like, give some of the rundown of how they get there, what they do, tickets, all those good things. Yes, yeah. so they can. You can still get tickets online through our website, AshevilleCelticFest dot com through Eventbrite. You can buy tickets day of. It is a two day festival, Saturday and Sunday. It is at the WNC Ag Center right there across from the Asheville Airport. Um, it's rain or shine, snow or wind. It's an indoor moment, so we won't be too concerned with that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they'll just continue to see um, signage as they approach the area. The two-day festival will go from early morning till Saturday from 10 o'clock until five o'clock on Sunday. So you can get all kinds of ver variations in the, uh, the past or the entry to the event, a one day, a two day, you can come either day. Um, so I just want to, I think it, it broke up a tiny bit. So I just wanted to say the dates again are Saturday, February 17th and Sunday, February 18th. I just want to make sure that yep. everybody could hear those clearly. We'll put yep. that in the show notes, all that good stuff. <laughs> I love it. David, I'm super curious. You have to tell me a little bit about some of, of your family lineage or your history that's drawn you into this. Is I'm, there any? <laughs> yeah, I am also. So Mark, Mark Ferguson, he is, he's a giant of a man. He's clearly, his name, McPherson, <laughs> is a strong Scottish name. My last name is Donnell, but we believe it to have been O'Donnell. Mm. But we even believe further behind that, it was MacDonnell. Wow. And so I am also one of these curious and curiosity seekers. Um, I'm just now kind of beginning the early explorations of where those roots really had come from. But we are, my family is predominantly Irish. 
I love that. Well, I, I love that when I started it, you know, I, we had a big part of the middle of Ireland and the O part of, of our names have been dropped a lot, right. Yeah. As we come here, but yeah, that's kind of, again, the, the fun part of, of diving into that curiosity. Well, we have another minute or two. Is there yeah. any kind of last feature that we didn't get a shout out to? I yeah, do we, feel like there was this Royal court and castle that I don't think. Yeah, you mentioned. There, there's so much we would need more time, but yeah, in a short, quick moment, we, I built a replica castle facade, 40 feet long of the castle. Wow. Edinburgh. Wow. I also, I also built a working trebuchet, which is a catapult. <laughs> It'll be present. Um, we have an area that's called the Royal court. It's, it's a different ticket price. Um, this year I've built an extravagant set of doors that lead you into the Royal court. But also worth mentioning is we have a group of local folks and they are called the warriors of ash and they are men and women that have period clothing and period weaponry and they fight with a coach and a referee in an arena with real swords and real shields and real leather that's a highlight of the two <laughs> days is these these men and women clashing at each other with the sound of metal and and you know armored swords clashing kind of thing wow um I mean, There's as so, you said, Dave, there so really is <laughs> something for everyone. So I'm just going to redirect everybody back to AshevilleCelticFest.com. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been such a pleasure to talk about this. And and I'm, I'll see you out at the fest. Yeah, we certainly hope that you will join us. And don't forget, there is also a costume parade on Sunday. So we are encouraging all of our guests. The vendors will be dressed. All of the people that work with the festival will be dressed. And we hope that... All that want to come will we'll dress up for this um, Celtic celebration. I love that. Well, thanks again. And as always, this is Art Heroes with JPH, where we share tips and tools of our community's most innovative entrepreneurs, artists, and creative business owners. Thanks for tuning in. And please visit bizradio.us. We'd love to check in with you. And as always, stay creative. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.